John Wooden once said, effective leaders are first and foremost good teachers. We're in the education business. Today on the Champion Forum podcast, we discuss how the best leaders help people grow. This is the Champion Forum podcast with Jeff Hancher, the forum for leaders, champions, and dreamers. Gallup recently released data that told us that organizations that have made a strategic investment in employee development report 11% greater profitability and are twice as likely to retain their employees. Now, you would think I could maybe just shut down the show right now, call it an episode with just this data, and everybody would be super excited and pumped to make bigger investments in employee development. I mean, who doesn't want 11% greater profitability? Who doesn't want employees to be retained, especially top performing employees? Who doesn't need twice as much retention in their staffing? Everybody does. Well, I wonder why it is then that we, by and large, don't do a fantastic job at this employee development piece. And not only is employee development good for business, but here's, here's, here's where the rubber meets the road. It's the right thing to do. The number one reason that people change jobs today is career growth opportunities. This is an absolute fact. This is absolute data. Development and growth aren't the only factors. I'm not here to tell you that it is. I'm not here to tell you that if you get this one thing right, you're never going to lose another employee. But I am here to tell you that it's crucial. Employees need to see a path forward in your organization. And they're going to do this through opportunities to acquire new skills, work with different people, or experience a level of greater autonomy. This is kind of this trifecta that equals employee development. People that feel like they're progressing and getting better, that there's a path forward, that they're learning, they're improving, they're increasing their professional acumen, the more likely to stay. Well, why is that? Well, because if you, the leader, are speaking this and the employee is feeling this, the essence of this and the output is making money and building wealth are two different things. When people are getting better, you're giving them the ability to increase in their skill and increase in their earnings. If not, they become stagnant. So why wouldn't they just go down the road for a little bit more money? And really, the reason isn't money. If you're a leader listening today and you're buying into the myth that people leave for money, you are mistaken. They may go for more money, and there's no doubt about it. Matter of fact, I read an article recently that said uh, the average job search takes, uh, on average, 90 days. Currently, this is current data. And on average, 70% of the people that got the new job received a pay increase. Now, that should scare you to death as a leader that's trying to keep a great staff. Because if your people catch this data, you know what they're thinking? You know what? Maybe I should put myself out there on the market. Maybe I can make more money as well. If the only thing that you have going for you is that, is that you're paying people well, you better buckle up because people are going to leave. There's somebody else out there that's willing to pay more than you. This is why employee development is so important. I, I would bargain to say that everyone listening to this show would agree that employee development is important. 
So, so why is this so often missed? Well, I can tell you in my experience, in my three years, almost four years as a consultant, it really boils down to two reasons. Either it's not happening at all, or it's not being done correctly. That, that, that's really the essence of the two things, and there's many reasons why. So I'm going to give you a few things that I've observed in working with multiple companies over the last several years in helping them to develop their own employee development culture. And here's some of the mishaps. Here's some of the missteps. And the first one is you're training for the wrong cause. Now, first off, uh, you get a sticker. You're training. So look, you said, I see value in it. Let's figure it out. Let's make it happen. Let's move forward. So let me stop by applauding you and saying, congratulations, you see the value. But training for the wrong cause is a big blunder. If you have this training program and it doesn't connect to a business need, you should expect little to no improvement on the employee's part. Like it's not moving the needle for them. And I'll give you an example of this. And this is an absolute true story. I was recently asked to go present at a, it was a manufacturing company. And what the decision maker wanted me to present on was the art of giving a public presentation. So I'm having this discovery call with this leader uh, who was the decision maker. I'm asking these discovery questions, and I quickly learned that the audience that I would be speaking to would never be required to speak publicly as part of their job function. And you can imagine I was a bit perplexed as I continued to ask this leader questions. Finally, I asked the question, why have you landed on the topic of public speaking? To which the response was, uh, because that owner of that company felt like it was a skill that everyone could use. Okay, well, I, I agree. There's no doubt we, we, we all could get better at public speaking. Uh, I think communication is a lost art. I think it's a skill that everybody on planet Earth could benefit from. But there is no doubt that if I would have went into this manufacturing company uh, training frontline employees on how to be a better public speaker, we would have missed the mark significantly. I would have probably been getting deer in the headlights kind of looks, eye rolls, you name it. Thankfully, I was able to convince them to allow me to do a training session on goal setting instead. It seemed like it was more applicable to the audience I was going to be speaking to. So what do you need to do here? What do you need to think about? Make sure to review your organizational and strategic issues and link your training needs to the objectives of your organization and make sure that they're a fit for your team. If you aren't doing this well, not only are you wasting time and resources, but you will have a very hard time getting engagement of the training with your team. The second pothole that we run into is not giving your employees the reason for the training. And this is a big one. And uh, we're way beyond the day of do it because I said so. Like that day is gone. If you haven't got that memo yet, like you need to catch up. I have witnessed far too often that the training becomes a compliance checkbox more than an exercise of engagement. You've probably seen this. Uh, probably not at your company currently, but maybe one that you've heard of. We've seen this cattle herd mentality. Uh, let's shove all, everybody into the conference room, and the number one priority of this training is to ensure that everyone signs the paperwork saying they've been trained. Does this sound 
does this sound familiar? Sounds awesome, right? Everybody can't wait. Like the the most engagement that the leader has is, hey, make make sure nobody leaves this room until that that they sign their name on the dotted line that they've been trained. What you're really saying is this is compliance, everybody. This is an engagement. Matter of fact, I don't really care if you learned anything. I just need to make sure that our insurance company knows that we trained everybody on how to lift properly and how the eyewash station works or whatever it is that you do at your facility. This is one of the most disengaged training environments that you can create. As a manager, not knowing the reason, blindly following trends, Thinking your employees don't deserve to know the reason or having no time to explain it is a very bad practice. Taking the time to explain why we're doing the training will convince a greater buy-in, and it's going to get better commitment to the training. This is the WIFM. This is the what's in it for me. I believe on this show I told the story about uh, when the company I worked for set this edict out that everybody had to wear flame-retardant clothing. And this stuff wore like armor. It was hot in the summertime. You know, it agitated the skin. It didn't breathe well. And I'm getting reports of people not adhering to the policy. I'm getting reports of people showing up to work and then going out on the truck and changing their clothes. Well, I started to carry a big stick and say, look, if you don't do the training, you're going to get written up. And if you keep getting written up, I'm going to fire you for not wearing this clothing. That's always a great way to engage people. Just hit them harder with the stick. I have found that doesn't work. It just doesn't work. At best, you get compliance, but you'll never get engagement. So I remember showing them a video of a guy that was burned at a a high percentage of his body from electrical arc flash. And I'm like, look, this is why we do this. As a matter of fact, the guy called himself Electro Man. I'm like, we don't want to be like Electro Man. This guy went on to explain, and he asked this question of, hey, do you know what the number one reason is that uh, people die in burn units from electrical arc flash? And everybody's like, hmm, I wonder what it is, infection, all this stuff. He's like, no, it's suicide because they can't take the pain. He's like, I'm begging you, don't be like me. My company told me to wear this stuff too, and I chose not to. Like, what's the odds of it happening? And this guy took off his shirt. He was wearing a pair of boxer shorts, and you could just see a mangled mess of skin on this guy. Well, I didn't have to uh, beat people into submission as much as I once did. Why? Because they understood the why of, and the benefit. So what you need to do, your employees need to know what advantages they could acquire from the training on a personal and a professional level. Look, if you get better, you might be able to get promoted. If you get better, your earning potential might go up. And the benefit of that is fill in the blank based off of what you know their personal and professional goals are. The number three thing is seeing training and development as a one-time event. This is a huge mistake. And it's one that I get a front row seat for all the time. Changes as a result of training and development, they don't come overnight, especially if you see your training as a one-time event or or a three-day workshop. Hey, let's fly everybody to Austin, Texas, and we're going to spend three days in a conference room learning how to create a, a better culture or sell more business or fill in the blank. 
Uh, that's just not the answer. And by the way, this is coming from a guy that delivers these workshops. So look, I'm not hating on training. And, and I would love to see you in the next workshop coming to a town near you that I'm going to be teaching. But holding a one-time training and workshop, workshop for your employees has low odds of changing behavior into a long-term habit. At best, it informs them what the training is about, but it won't generate lasting business results. You know, I get calls months after, you know, I've completed a workshop. Oh, you know, Jeff, look, man, the training was great, but I got to tell you, nobody's doing it. No, nobody's doing what you said. And I'm like, well, have you talked about it as a leader? Uh, have you reinforced it? Are you talking about it in your debriefs? When you're out on the plant floor or in the car in the field seeing customers, are, they, are, are you holding them accountable to it? Are you encouraging them? No, you know, good idea though. Maybe we should do it. Yeah, maybe you should. I always caution companies that I do training for of the importance of revisiting the training often with their teams and setting goals of development as a result of the training. And it's for this very reason that we have created the Leadership Development Program. We have an le online leadership development group. This online group, it meets twice a month. It's facilitated by some amazing coaches on our team. And the entire purpose of the, the creation of these groups is to ensure that training is not just an event, but it becomes a culture. You know, most of our, our, our most popular workshops and training that we do, we reinforce them in these groups. I understand that not every company has the bandwidth to do this. We have tools for you to help you, but never expect your training to be a one-time event. Make sure if you're going to do the training, you're following up. If you want to learn more about these groups that we have, go to the website, jeffhancher.com. We'd love to have you in one. But the bottom line is this. Create follow-up reinforcement that can help the training process and the habits of the training to stick. Imagine if, if you're go, you, you go to the gym every day for two hours and you have this continuous process of working out. You have a level of motivation and you have some support, maybe a trainer helping you out, and they're going to help you build your muscles. You bet you'll start to notice positive changes in your body as opposed to going to the gym once uh, in three months. You can't go to the gym once. Matter of fact, I would tell you this. Even if you go once and you're like, I'm going to the gym, I'm going to be there for eight hours today. Like literally, that's what we try to do sometimes with training. Anybody in their right mind knows don't go show up to Planet Fitness planning on working out for eight hours. And by the way, even if you attempted to do that and you're like, okay, I'm good for three hours. No, consistency over time. Habits that are sticky, they enforce change and lasting change. The fourth thing, and probably the biggest, you don't have time. I know that. Who, who's got time for another thing? Here's the bottom line with this one, leaders. The bottom line here is that you will make time for what's important. This is a choose-your-pain moment, leaders. Do you want the pain of turnover and lack of engagement or the pain of developing your people? Not having enough time isn't the real reason people are skipping out on your training or that you just aren't doing it. It's just another way of saying the training isn't valuable to you. I mean, I, that sounds hard. I get it. But this is reality. So what you have to do is not focus on uh, giving up time. I, my, my, my challenge to you would be focus on what's realistic. 
It doesn't need to be complex and expensive. It doesn't even need to take a lot of time. The key here with training is consistency. I I know you all likely thought that the whole purpose of this episode would be to sell you into one of my training programs. And believe me, I would love for you to be a part of, uh, I'd love to, I'd love to develop your people. I'd love to, to, to develop you and your leadership team. However, I can tell you, and this is an absolute fact, out of 10 discovery calls that I have with potential customers, eight of them is usually me giving them advice on how to do it without me. Not everyone has the budget to have an expert trainer come in. Not everyone can afford to pull their uh, people in for several hours at a time into a training room. I get it. But that is no excuse to not do it. The key here is to focus on what you can do and not what you can't do. Well, you know, we can't, it's not in the budget to have Jeff come in and train us for eight hours. So, you know what? I gave it my best shot. We're just not going to do anything. I'm going to give you some practical tips, things that you can start doing immediately. <clears throat> it makes me think of early, early in my professional tenure, forget about leadership. I had a leader, Sean, if you're listen, uh, listening, uh, hats off to you. Shout out to Sean. He, I'm going to show my age here. This is crazy. He sent, he gave me, uh, it looked like a book, but it had cassette tapes in it. Um, and it was a, it was like 15 cassette tapes, front and back type deal of Lead the Field by Earl Nightingale. And he just literally gave it to me and said, hey, I don't know how much of a, how much you're into personal development and getting better, but, you know, this is going to give you some practical advice on how to, how to win, how to set goals, how to progress as a professional. And I'm like, huh. Nobody's ever done that. Like, honestly, nobody had ever, up to that point, nobody had ever given me anything like that. And I'm like, yeah, why not? I mean, at the, at the time, I was just getting into sales, and I mean, I had tons of windshield time, so why not? I'll pop the thing in. Folks, I got to tell you, it changed my life. And every time I would see Sean in the office, he would ask me, hey, uh, have you been listening to the, to the tapes? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, what, what has stood out to you? And we'd talk about it. Then he'd give a couple application things on how he applied the principle to his own life and how it helped him here, there, the other place. And he started fostering this idea in my life of learning. You know, he used to, he used to pass out uh, cassette tapes to our sales team. This is so funny to think. But he literally did. It would be things like cold calling techniques, negotiating. There was multiple topics. He, he like, subscribed to this sales cassette library, like you got three a month or whatever it was, right? And he would pass them all out to everybody on the sales team, and we would take them out for the week and listen to them and whatever. And then on our Monday morning meeting, he would just start asking questions. Hey, what would you guys think of the cold calling techniques uh, cassette that I passed out? What was your big takeaway? What was your big aha? And then he would be like, hey, who wants to role play that with me real quick? And then one or two people would role play it. It literally, it would take 10 to 15 minutes and then bang, we'd go right into the meeting. You know, Sean realized the value of consistency and doing a little bit, just doing a little bit over a long period of time. I will tell you up. A 50-gallon drum of water is simply made up of a lot of little drops of water. Over time, little things make big impact. Here's another idea that we hear from many of you listening. The Champion Forum podcast show notes. 
guys, this is training in a box and it's free. We get amazing reports on how leaders are using these to develop their current and their future leaders. Hey, everybody, uh, sometime between now and next Wednesday's meeting, just listen to Jeff's show. It comes out every Thursday. Uh, You can get the uh, show notes emailed straight to your inbox. I just want you to listen to the show. Let's each take two or three takeaways of things that we can start implementing Let's come back Wednesday for the first 10 minutes. We'll go through the application and activities in the show notes, and then we'll move on to our meeting. I mean, folks, I can't make it any more turnkey for you than that, and it's absolutely free. Take advantage of that. Sign up for the show notes on the homepage and and use this as a tool to develop your people. Believe me, as a multi-year leader, finding new, fresh, uh, fun ideas for training, it can get exhausting. Don't make it hard on yourself. Let us help you. And and there are hundreds, if not thousands, of ways to help people grow. You know, I have a customer right now that they ran out of training budget. And they're like, Jeff, we can't have you in the rest of the year and all of this. They lost some grant money, whatever it was. And do you have any ideas? And I told them the value of uh, book clubs. I mean, we went down the uh, the road of where's your biggest weaknesses? Where are you trying to grow? What does succession planning look like? All of this stuff. And this, this executive leader created this uh, club of people that she is looking to develop and grow. And she started uh, handpicking books in the areas that her organization needed to get better at. They read a chapter a week. They all converge on the conference room on Monday. They talk about what they learned, and they create action items. That cost, it's the cost of a book. Literally, that's it. Here's some other practical tips to think about as you can can develop people, and it costs you literally nothing. One that is huge is share what you're learning as a leader. This does a couple of things. It models desired behavior. Uh, You're demonstrating that you are a learning leader as well. This makes your encouragement for others to be a lifelong learner way more credible because it's like, hey, this isn't a do as I say, not as I do. Like I'm doing it and I'm sharing what I'm learning. And assuming you do it well, it also influences the behavior of the person or, or your team that you're sharing it with. They begin to catch fire and see the value of it as well. And one of the greatest gifts, I promise you, that I have ever been given was from the leaders I had early in my career that gave me a thirst for personal development and showed me the way and how to learn. Learning how to learn is a thing. Believe me, uh, all of you A students in high school that got to college and got punched in the face, you know what I'm talking about. Nobody ever taught you how to learn. They taught you how to pass tests. There's a difference. We need to learn organically. And as leaders, we can give our people this gift. The second thing you can do is share your opportunities that you have. You and I often have opportunities that others on our team don't. They're not exposed to it. We're we're invited often to meet with people and go places because of our position in the organization. Take people with you. Or, or, or better yet, if, you, if they've earned the right and they're the right person, send them on your behalf. Expand their world every chance that you get. I realize you can't take everyone or you can't send everyone every time, but you can take and send somebody. Oftentimes, exposure and proximity and just being, quote unquote, in the room is a great way to develop people. You hear me say it all the time on this show. Success is often better caught than it is 
taught. I believe it. I'm, I'm proof of it. The next thing is provide a challenging work environment. Challenge your people. I have a question, leader. How did you learn to lead? How did you learn to be a leader? If you're like most leaders, there were several significant factors. People, training, resources, time in the chair, doing it wrong, learning from failure, all of this stuff. That's how you began to learn. If we each made a list like this, we would find we all included actual leading something. You led something. You had to lead something to learn how to be a leader. Uh, You can't just read a book and become a great leader. We know this. The truth is that most of us learned the majority of what we know about leadership from actually leading, doing the work. Actual hands-on experience helps people grow the most. I will not be, I will not move from this position. It's absolutely true. And again, this is a guy that loves training. I love to be in the training room. I love the role plays. But there is nothing like being in the foxhole and doing the work. Don't miss the value of giving your people challenging work. I call these leading contributions. Are you giving people a chance to swing at the pitch? Are you giving them assignments or projects that's going to stretch them? Are you helping them through the project by giving them autonomy and letting them know that it's okay to fail? Are you building their confidence, although they, they, they're going to fear this task? They've never been there before. They're in the deep end of the pool for the first time. Are you giving them this opportunity? Are you providing challenging work? So in closing, these are just a few ideas to jumpstart your thinking, get you going down the right path. If you haven't devoted focused attention to this part of your role, you are missing a huge leadership opportunity. You may discover, like I have, that helping people grow is one of the most satisfying things that you do as a leader. So much so for me that I wanted to do it for the rest of my life, and that's all I want to do. It is very fulfilling. Development isn't just about having a learning and development team. You don't have to be a big corporation for this to play in. Uh, It's not about promoting a program. These are good things. But development also needs to be at the heart of every decision made so it becomes a part of the very culture that you're trying to build. Focus on your people more than you're focusing on the strategies. Until next time, keep leading well and turning that pressure into potential. The Champion Forum Podcast with Jeff Hancher. Lead. Inspire. Win. Win.